0: praise you lord i praise you oh i praise you yes i praise you how i praise you my precious lord first of all everything belongs to God anyway whatever I have today even my breath belongs to God secondly it takes faith to say Lord even though I'm going to give you something that costs me my very heart I know beyond a shadow of doubt that you are one who will reward those who diligently seek you those who give unto you Lord you will never shortchange Father, if I give anything to you at all, you will always give back, multiply, manifold. Hallelujah. God will never take something from us, from sincere hands and a sincere heart, and never give it back to us the same. Isaac was given back to Abraham as the decided inheritor of all of the blessings. At that point, the promise was in development. We need to understand that. When God makes a promise, it's good because it's his word, but it is developing materially in our lives as we yield to him. In other words, the promise is there, it's solid. But the formation of the promise in our lives, when it crystallizes, it comes directly in proportion to our obedience and our offering to God. Abraham offered up Isaac. Hannah offered up Samuel. What will you offer up to God so that God can take you to the next level? When I thank God with a thankful heart, Lord, thank you for everything you've given me. When I have faith that God, when he moves me by the Holy Spirit to give up something that he's gonna multiply, I'm going to act on it. That's the third thing. First, I realize it belongs to God anyway. Anyone who comes to God and finds it difficult to give up something to God, uh, not because it's an emotional thing, such as giving up a child on the altar like Abraham, but because they think it belongs to them and they can do better with it than God can, then they don't have the thankful heart of the faith. When we understand that it belongs to God, and God will not shortchange me, then I can move forward and put feet to my faith, as it said. I can act on it, because if you read in First Samuel, it says here in verse 27, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Now, did she take that and forget her vow? No. She remembered her vow that she vowed in her distress, the offering she made unto the Lord, that you can have my son. I'm going to leave him in the temple. Lord, I have given him back to you. Verse 28, Hannah says, Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord, as long as he liveth, he shall be lent unto the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. What happened to Samuel? He ruled Israel like no other prophet, to the point where the Lord did not let his words fall to the ground. God was so uh, confident of Samuel. He was behind him that he made sure when Samuel spoke, God supernaturally made it to happen. That's what God does. When we offer something to God, he makes something supernatural come out of it. I want to give you a case in point, or or one of the examples in our own lives, as a testimony to the Lord, the faithfulness of of the Lord. When we lived in a single-bedroom apartment many years ago, we had a long hall, and other than the bedroom, that's all we had. And we wanted to furnish the place. And both of us felt the Lord move us to dedicate that unto the Lord. Now, the Lord didn't demand that, but He put that out there to see how we'd respond. What we did was we said, Lord, we're going to use this space not for normal social gatherings, like most people do. At that point in time, when that was the only uh, large space we had in the apartment, where we can decorate and so forth, we did decorate it, but it was for the glory of God. And we had people there to worship the Lord with us. We said unto the Lord, Lord, though we have a small apartment, and this hallway can be used for things and decorations, to our liking, we want to put that on the altar for you so that people can come to this hallway and worship you. And so everything we did in that particular hallway was unto the Lord to do his ministry. Now people wondered when when they visited, why didn't you furnish it like most people do? Why didn't you have an arrangement like this or that? And we said we gave it to the Lord. And to the natural mind, that living room space seems to be only for that kind of purpose. But when we said to the Lord, Lord, we're giving it to you, the Lord blessed. The Lord brought people, and they heard the word, they heard the truth, and they were fed. We were blessed. Not too long after that, the Lord did a miracle and moved us from that one single-bedroom apartment to a three-bedroom house. And in that place, both of us, my wife and I, gave to the Lord the basement. Now, the basement was not your typical basement, unfurnished, with everything hanging from the ceiling, the uh, insulation and wires. It was a fully furnished basement. We had the carpet, we had the walls done, everything beautiful. So you can actually put an entertainment center there, or do whatever you want, make it into a business place. But we both, once again, said, Has not the Lord multiplied us? Can we not give this place to the Lord? Again, there we had that as a family altar to worship the Lord. Once again, sometime later, the Lord multiplied and gave us a much larger place with a prayer room, a worship place right next to our master bedroom that was in the design of the building that we had sought the Lord for. This is what the Lord will do. We can never say to the Lord, Father, if I give something to you, I'm not sure if I'm going to have satisfaction, if I'm going to see that thing prosper, if you're going to touch it supernaturally. God will always, always give us much more than we ever ask or imagine. Ephesians 3.20 Here is Samuel and here is Isaac. Isaac When he dug the wells, and even when the enemies stopped it, the Philistines, God gave a hundredfold increase. Isaac not only was materially blessed, much more importantly, he became the progenitor of the Messiah of the whole universe. He was the forefather of Jesus Christ. What greater blessing can a man hope for? How marvelously the Lord did. When Abraham overcame his carnal instinct to hold back that dear son, instead of saying, not so, Lord, some of the movies, unfortunately, some of the Hollywood depictions, erroneously and blasphemously portray Abraham as struggling, screaming at the Lord, saying no, no, and falling to the ground. Nothing of that sort is recorded here in the scriptures. Even though he would have definitely had a struggle, he obeyed, and that is the point. When the Lord demanded, he gave freely everything that God wanted. He believed God. He believed God. He had faith that the God who's asking me of this will surely give me much more. He can raise Isaac up. He can do anything. He's the God of the impossible. Hannah, though she would have wanted in the human sense, my firstborn to stay with me, to raise him up, to take him to school, to sit with him, to play with him, all of those things. She said, it's better that I give him to the Lord. What happened to Samuel? Surely he made her the happiest, most blessed mother of her time. To see that boy grow up in the righteous ways of the Lord, to the point where he can call down thunder, he can subdue Israel's enemies, even with his prayer, To see this man was going to anoint the Messiah's forerunner, King David, to see all those things, you think that would compare to what she would have had if she kept back that offering? I encourage you to give to the Lord that which belongs to him anyway when he comes to you and puts his hand on something. In a personal example, and it's not mine only, uh, a number of people I know have done this as far as music. When we had secular music, uh, before I was uh, committed to the Lord, when I liked secular music, and I had instruments, and to me, I could not find uh, contemporary Christian music at that time many years ago that really I thought was original and uh, captivating. I used to lean towards some of the secular music. Now, it wasn't bad music. It wasn't... uh, perverse music. It was just sometimes just about nature or so. But still, nevertheless, it was an area which I didn't surrender to the Lord, trusting Him. When I decided to surrender all my music to God and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you and wait upon you that what you want to do with the music and the talent you've given, whatever you've given into my hands, I will wait upon you and see what you're going to do. It's yours. No more will I go to the secular realm. I don't care if it's jazz, with no words, with anything that seems to be uh, particularly worldly, sinful, but it has to glorify God. It may be jazz in genre. It may have a pop beat. It may be classical. Whatever the genre, that's not as important. What is the spirit behind it? What am I using it for? When I did that, the Lord blessed me with equipment and a wife that sings, as you know, and worships the Lord, children that love to sing unto the Lord, so much more that I could have never dreamed of if I would have held on to that secular music. Similarly, uh, when someone who is uh, making a profit in some way, they're seeing a profit, something good, not perverse, but at some point the Lord comes knocking. And he says, I want you to offer that up to me. It may be sports. It may be business. At the drop of a hat, when I say, Lord, I will offer this up to you. It belongs to you anyway. Or, Lord, I'm praying for something, a breakthrough in my life. But I see that something's blocking it. Lord, I've already pushed away sin from my life. I've already determined that I'm going to follow you. But is there something more I need to do? What a wonderful place to be. That is the point at which God would come and move us to see, there is something I can give unto the Lord. I thought i had given up everything, but there's something I can give as an offering to the Lord. There's an Isaac and a Samuel in my life, in my life that I can give unto the Lord in worship in faith for the glory of god what a wonderful place to be when i come to god with open hands and say god whatever was mine that was good and you prospered i open my hands lord it belongs to you whenever and whatever you want it's yours at that point god will begin to do the supernatural so the natural things that I possess, God comes and He moves us to give up certain things at certain times as the Spirit of God leads. So ask the Lord. Ask the Lord sincerely. Lord, is there something in my life, some Isaac, some Samuel, that I ought to give to you, place on the altar, so that your divine purposes could be fi- fulfilled? Notice, Samuel was not just given back to Hannah. Or, nor was he just another priest in the temple of Eli, where Eli uh, worshipped and ministered. He was not an ordinary priest or person. He was the divinely appointed man of God whose words were like God's words himself. When he spoke, it happened. People were afraid. People rejoiced also because they knew it was God speaking through him. Notice that when the natural was given up to God, God's supernatural plan was fulfilled. So, are you looking tonight for God's supernatural plan to be fulfilled in your lives? Or, are you going to settle for whatever progress you've made up to this point and say, God, I'm comfortable now, I've made some sacrifices along the way, but I'm not interested in giving up Isaac. I'm not interested in making a vow to you in giving up Samuel. Because I want to be small-minded. Where you are limitless, I feel that I've come to a place where I'm comfortable. Here, up to this point, I'll walk with you. Lord, if you want to go further with me, I'm afraid it's going to cost me too much. I'm afraid I don't have the faith level to offer up what you want from me. I'm afraid. That fear is exactly opposite to God's promise. We need to know that. When God says, give up something, He will honor our commitment and our offering, and He will bless us supernaturally. Praise the Lord. I just want to end with Psalms. Psalms uh, 61. Psalm 61. Let this be the cry to the Lord tonight. Father, What I have purpose in my heart tonight, what you have shown me, what I brought before you, I want to give it to you freely from my heart. It may or may not be money. That's a very small area, actually. There are Isaacs and there are Samuels that God is looking for. From Abraham and from Hannah. That's the whole point. From you and from me, who have the blessing or will have the blessing. God is saying, there's something I want you to give up to honor me, and I will surely honor you beyond your wildest dreams. Praise God. So let's go to the Lord, even with this psalm as a prayer. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed. You see that? a point where there's severe distress, a narrow point where we are closed in into an impossible situation. At that point, when my heart is overwhelmed, I'm looking to God. Lead me to the rock that is lower than I? No, higher than I. Lord, take me higher to you. Hallelujah, higher. I want to get closer to your heart. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. And here it comes, the vows. For thou, God, O God, hast heard my vows. You see, it's not just coming to God and saying, give me, give me, give me. It's saying to God, Lord, what can I give to you? lord you've given me so much what is there that is close to my heart that your holy spirit is bringing before me not haphazardly but deliberately purposefully i'm laying at the altar of the almighty god it may mean brothers and sisters you saying to the lord as my wife did at some point as we did together lord This child that you've given belongs unto you. Not just by possession because you created him or her, but I'm giving this child to serve you, to glorify you, more than anything else in this whole life in this world. I want your name to be glorified, Lord, and use this precious child you've given me. It may mean that. It may mean that the Lord is moving you to dedicate that child wholeheartedly, unreservedly, fearlessly into the hands of the Almighty, saying, Lord, use this child to be the next Isaac or Samuel. Hallelujah. God will do that. It may mean the business that you built up, where you had profit, God, by the Holy Spirit, comes to you one night and says, I want you to give this for my purpose. Make this into a totally Christian endeavor. I say, Lord, what an honor. What an honor that you would give me the opportunity. You see the perspective? That you would give me the opportunity to give back into your hands a portion of what you've given me so that you can multiply it. How marvelous is the Lord. He doesn't just come and say, It's mine. I don't need your permission. He comes and says, Will you offer it to me? I'm giving you the opportunity to obey me. Praise God. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. Final verse. Again the vows come into play. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever. All that you've done for me that I may daily perform my vows. Amen. Notice Hannah made a vow to God. You see, it begins with a thankful heart. Lord, you've blessed me so much. Lord, though I'm in a, in a strait, in a situation that is very trying right now, though I can't seem to get a breakthrough, Father, though it looks like what you're asking me to offer is going to cost me, Father, when I place it, On your altar, I have faith, thanksgiving, faith, now I'm going to perform it. It's not just making the vow with thanksgiving and faith, but it's actually following through. This psalm ends with, I'm going to sing praise unto you, but I know you haven't forgotten, Lord, neither have I, that I may daily perform my vows. What I vowed unto the Lord, I will not take back. What I vowed unto the Lord, I will honor Him by following through. And praise be to God, the Lord is such a wonderful Lord that He will always bless us immensely, immeasurably, when we keep our vows unto Him. The word vow and the word offering, we're using it in the same context here tonight. Whatever I give to the Lord, I'm bowing to Him. Lord, use this for Your glory. So let's ask the Lord tonight, as we close in prayer. Lord, what is it that You want me to give? There are people, many, many Christians, who don't know about this next level of their Christian walk. They think that it's just simply reading the Word of God, praying, and getting sin out of their life. That's surely the beginning and starting point. Without that, we can bring all the vows and the sacrifice to God. God will not accept it. It says that, Lord, if I have iniquity in my heart, you will not regard my prayer. You won't hear me if I regard iniquity in my heart. But having put those things away, we say, Father, there's something supernatural you want to do with me. I want to go from the natural to the supernatural. Lord, I just don't want to turn my eyes away from sin. But I want to go deep with you. I want you to use my life, use my offering, use everything I have so that your name may be magnified in this earth and forever that will be a testimony of praise unto your name. I want that. Do you want that tonight? Do you want to go from the natural to the supernatural? It takes us bringing the natural offering, something physical. God never says, bring me uh, a spiritual mansion to me. Bring me a supernatural prayer with all of the uh, liturgical notes and the incantations and all of the sounds I'm looking for. I want you to breathe out supernatural, none of that. He says, bring what you have in your hands, but what is dear to you. Lord, what is it that you want? What is it that I can offer up to you? David's heart was like that. Even when he went and purchased that field, when that field was offered freely by Aruna, for the ark of the the Lord to be there, when he built the altar, he built it on a field that costs him. He said, I will not give unto the Lord that which has not cost me. That's David's heart. How is God's heart? God's heart is the same way. He who did not spare his only son, but gave him up. And along with that, everything, he won't withhold anything else. He will give everything. God wants us to be like him. So let's become supernatural people. Be like God and say, God, whatever you put your finger on is yours. I'll gladly offer him to the Lord. Not grudgingly, unwillingly, fearfully. But hallelujah, if the Lord be God, and He asked me to give this to Him, if the Holy Spirit has been showing me repeatedly that you need to give this to me, Lord, I'll gladly give it. And watch God multiply not only physically, but supernaturally and for eternity that offering that you gave to Him, that seemed to cost so much at that moment, in the human realm, in the physical sense. But in retrospect, In the supernatural realm, it was hardly anything compared to what vast blessing God has given. Shall we pray? Praise be to you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to you, Father. We praise your holy name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless your matchless name. Glory be to God in the highest. Lord, whatever you ask of us, Lord. We lay at the altar, Father. As the Holy Spirit, Lord, it deals with each one of us this night. Lord, I pray, bring us out of the natural domain into the supernatural life of God. Lord, help us to go deeper with you. Help us to know what Isaac we have, what Samuel, Lord, that we must vow unto you, that which costs us something, Lord. Lord, that which, Father, even when we're in dire straits, Father in heaven, even when we're in a situation, Lord, where we are, Lord, hard-pressed to do anything for you, Lord, we're freely, with thankful heart, with thanksgiving and with faith, believe you and follow through in giving you an honorable sacrifice in offering unto the Lord our best that which is dear unto our hearts because oh God you never shortchanged us Lord you never have done it before and you're a God who's generous you're a wonderworking God and you are the Godfather who will take indeed those two fish and five loaves of bread and do a miracle thank you Father Lord I pray Lord move us to be people who will offer you the best and be people who continually offer not only sacrifice of praise from our lips but lord materially physically whatever we have in this earth that lord when you move us at the appointed time before you're about to break out into a miracle for our lives as you are waiting upon abraham lord you never told abraham if you offer him to me then i'm going to make this good but you watched whether he'll obey you. Lord, help us to be people of faith, that whatever you say, Lord, you will give us much, much more, and you'll bless many people through that. Thank you and praise you, Father. Thank you for teaching us in our own lives, Lord, how you have blessed your children wonderfully, Father, those of your servants who love you and will not withhold anything from you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we know that when we're without life, without breath, Father, you came and you put breath into our lungs. Mm -hmm. You gave us life. You resurrected us. Mm -hmm. What is there that you cannot do, Lord, when we offer to you the best? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. May this message, Lord, may this word of God that came from you, Lord, that I have the privilege, Lord, of simply communicating. Glorious, holy Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provided, burn it into our hearts, oh Father, that we will go to the next step taking hold of the hand of the almighty supernatural God and saying, Lord, take me where you want me. All belongs to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. For prayer, please contact us at prayer at lfl international That's prayer at lfl international Or you may phone us at 001 Once again, 001-845-360-0534. You may write us at L.F.L. International Ministries PO Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. On the web, please visit us at www.l.f.l.internationalministries.org.